0: The roof people who call you back. This is live at five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> what do you
1: think? This is the army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this. and bing! You blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> real, I think? <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no!
2: German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it. Know it. Are you running a business or
1: a charity? war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a planet, Farker? i the This is Live, yeah, at, five. live, live at Five. Thank live you five. very much. Yeah, we're here. We're not anywhere else. We're right here. Yeah. Um, dip, 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 dip. It's a Wednesday. It's dark outside. You knew that. Uh, but it's very pleasant. So uh, we'll get the ball rolling here. If you want to chime in, talk about your Christmas experience this week. I know it's early, but, you know, the feeling's in the air. Arsenal Street, not so bad today. It seems like last week was worse. A lot a lot of people must have gotten their shopping done or did it all through Jeff Bezos. Who, who knows? Things are much better. Uh, so can't complain there. Can't complain at all. All right, so uh, we're ready for a Thursday show. Just as a programming note, Jeff and I will not be here on Friday. Jeff probably said this. We're not here Friday. Needless to say, we're not here on Monday. They're going to do the same thing next week, both Friday and Saturday. But we are here tomorrow. And I'll be here on the live at five late show. So, um, you know the big the big story. It's not local, of course, uh, but Jeff went uh, at length talking today in that link uh, to the uh, school board meeting with uh, Millie Millie Smith. Very interesting. Uh, I caught um, Jeff's comments on it today. I think, I think at one point Jeff did Jeff say <laughs> did Jeff say uh, Millie was rambling? <laughs> I don't. Maybe I missed that. I know people accusing me of rambling yesterday, so I know how it fe- I know how it is. Uh, but nonetheless, um, anyway, Millie was talking explicitly about you know things going on in the school that a lot of us just aren't familiar with, or don't know about. Uh, spe- you know, if you have kids in there, they can tell you, they could describe fights in the hallways, this, that, and the other things, things going on in the bathroom. It's just, it's just awesome to have somebody that is a uh, is very vocal about this. And Millie certainly is. And, you know, she was the surprise winner. Remember, that was over a year ago now. I don't know when her term comes up because she was, you know, filling in for someone who just abandoned ship at one point or another. If you just heard that story earlier on CBS, now they're going to be allowing kids to vote for school board members. And on the surface, that makes sense, but uh, I don't know about that. There's a lot of kids that are going online right now being, you know, pro-Hamas. And pro a lot of things that America is just not ready for, so I don't know if that's a good idea. That's almost like Nancy Pelosi pr- proposing uh, to change the, you know, the voting age to 16. That only goes in their favor, so I don't see that being a, a, a good option. But nonetheless, some school district is deciding it or just dis- or going through that phase now. All right, so uh, Joe Stanley will be calling in at the bottom of the hour, and you know sometimes Joe doesn't call in, but I am ready for him. Uh, Because of what happened to uh, Jim Levin yesterday, or the day before, driving down on Route 81, and apparently he hit a a tire, fell off a truck, whichever. And he's lucky, because he went airborne by about four or five feet. And there are times when people are driving along the road, and uh, particularly at night, not paying attention, you got it on... uh, What do they call that uh, when you let the car drive by itself? I just can't remember. Uh, Anyway, uh, um, you you just don't expect to see something in the middle of the road. Now, Jim is typically on the phone, preoccupied, talking to his black card, consigliere, whatever. And you got to hear that when it's happening, by the way. It's it's unnerving, to say the least. But nonetheless, I'm sure he just wasn't paying attention. But that's not a good way to die. But it wasn't Jim's time. So although there is uh, some damage to his uh, BMW... Uh, he uh, lived to see another day. In fact, he got to his destination somehow or other. But nonetheless, that's going to be my question to uh, to Joe at the bottom of the hour. So the big national story is Colorado uh, did a vote, and their own uh, Secretary of State, I'm learning a lot of things about, I, I, who, does anyone know who our Secretary of State is by any chance? Uh, this woman, oh, no, I can't find it. This is great. I, I love when I'm, when I, I thought I was prepared but uh, her name is uh, Jenna Griswold. That's G R I S W L D O L D. She's res- uh, responsible for tr- essentially for Trump's removal because she brought it to the uh, to the table, and they did a vote on it in Colorado. I think the vote was four to three. So, and just to let you, she's thirty nine years old. And I did a, did a search on her, and other states are going to try to do the same thing. Obviously, they're going to send this up the flagpole to the Supreme Court and uh, it's probably and a lot of people are are hoping that the vote will be 9 to nothing my guess is it's probably going to be something like 6 to 3 that's unsettling but that's the democracy that they're looking to defend on the other side but if it doesn't say 9 then we're in a lot of trouble or could be in a lot of trouble ultimately it's not even uh, the 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 supreme court's going to shoot it down but this is where the democrats want to go they they're so afraid of of Donald Trump not to mention that the field uh, well, their choice up until this point is the incumbent, Mr. Joe Biden himself, doesn't look good going into the race next year. And I think they're really shaking in their boots also about whether or not they they would have to sit on the, on the second guy in charge, and that would be Gavin Newsom, or uh, the big wild card cho- choice, and that's Michelle Obama. Every time I bring up Michelle Obama's name as an option to people, they look. They 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 said, "Glenn, did, did what did you say?" I said, it's "Michelle Obama." What? I said, "Yes." Haven't you been paying attention to the live at five show? We've been spreading this rumor ever since uh, Roger Stone brought it up back in September, and others. So, um, they're, they're, you know, Colorado's ahead of the ahead of the curve here, but other states will ensue. And on top of that, Jenna went to the University of Pennsylvania, and uh, she's a Jewish American, Jewish American princess. And um, that's 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 the state of uh, Colorado. So there you have it. I don't know what to say about it. I know Jeff was talking about it. It's a shame. It's a sham, but it's where we are, and uh, it's just unfortunate. It really is seven five five twelve forty. Do you think? And, and again, they sh- they're basing it primarily on January sixth. And guys, like you know, of course, Danny Francis, and I know I'm not supposed to bring up his name, but you know, he has been a proponent of those, uh, you know, the of the hearings and. And anyone involved in January 6th was, in, in his words or his eyes, a true insurrection. It's affected some people locally, thousands of others around the country. And yet recently we see, I, I talked about this a couple of times in recent days, about the incident that happened in the Senate hearing office uh, where someone took the liberty of getting completely naked and having a relations with another man. Uh, so that, that made the news. The, the big aspect of that story is that no one was arrested the staffer, I love that name in this particular story, uh, was let go, and he resented it. He, he had some choice words when he left. It's like, What's the matter with this kid? And, and and by the way, he looks like he's like nineteen. He's been a staffer now for like four or five years uh, for, I believe, uh, the Del- one of the Delaware senators uh, who had no comment about his staffing issues and whether or not he had a personal relationship with this particular individual. Uh, but again, that is, you know, some people look at that as it's just like, oh, it's, uh, it's just Washington, D.C. That's the way they do it down there. So I don't know if my friend Liz is talking, but we talked about it last night. And, and again, with all the, vid- all the video cameras we have at anywhere you go, in Watertown, in, in Bumfrig, America, you're going to have cameras, particularly in the Senate hearing office. So I just threw out the question I, to my friend. I said, there had to be cameras in that room. And she said, of course there is. I said, well, we saw it in the Capitol building, and we've seen it everywhere. It's the year 2023. It should be no surprise. So is, is voyeurism going on in Washington, D.C.? You bet your ass there is. There's no doubt in my mind that the D.C. police or anyone in charge of watching what's going on with the Smithsonian, with the Capitol building, or for that matter, the, the, the White House itself, must have access to some room... Like they do in the back of a of a of a three way or two way mirror up at Kohl's department store, and they gotta be I don't know gotta be watching this stuff. So the only way that particular video became exposed, pardon the pun, was that it was shared on some type of a shared you know video service amongst people that get into that stuff. It's called porn, and that's how it got shared. So nobody barged in and said, "You can't do that. That's terrible." Just a couple of years ago, you couldn't cough on someone without being arrested, and then you got these two guys just going at it right, right where you know the 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 you know America's laws are made from U.S. senators. It's just amazing. Again, I, the other day, I put in the words uh, for Chat GTP. I hope I'm getting that correct. And I just asked, "What would the country be without Republicans?" And I didn't say Democrats. And it gave me this law. I wish I had it in front of me, but it gave me this. This long-winded, well, you know, the country sh- couldn't last on on, on one party on, on its own. It needs opposing views. It needs to have a balance, basically what it was saying. But ultimately, ChatGTP, once it gets into the well, the people, of course, who created it are going to certainly retool it so that the answer ultimately would be like, that's a good thing, Glenn. Shut the hell up. This is the way we want it. This is the way it is. We don't like we don't like Israel because, you know, those those American those American Jews look too white to us and they're too privileged. They have way too much control. And uh, that's 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 their party. And, and if they had it to their own, um, you know, uh, if, if it was just left up to the Democrats tomorrow, where would this world be? It would be a friggin mess, truly. And I'm very, very concerned about that for sure, particularly with what happened uh, in Colorado. So the other thing I wanted to get in on a personal level, uh, you know, today I, I just went out f- uh, for my birthday today. I'm the big six one, and I put an asterisk next to it just just a, a, in tribute to Roger Maris. Uh, I thought I'd do that. Last year was a milestone. This year it's Roger Maris. And so we decided to go out to Applebee's. And again, I, I, the, only, the reason why I did that is because it's on that side of town and I wanted to get some shopping done real quick uh, during lunch hour. And we were in there quick, but I just, you know, it was, it was a good time to go. It wasn't a line. So I said, let's jump in. Let's eat something. And, and Sharon always makes me lunch and dinner. And I said, you know what? I'm, we're going to celebrate today. And uh, I, I had a, a, a cheeseburger with fries and Sharon had a salad with soup. We didn't get drinks. I, I'm not that type to drink. have a liquid lunch on a weekday. I'd fall asleep at four o'clock. Trust me. And I look at the bill. $37. Uh, This is no knock on on Applebee's. This is just the way the world is. $37. And then it says, uh, oh, uh, gratuity, do you want 18%? What happened to 15%? They give you the three options. It's 18, 20, or 25%. And, you know, I'm I'm not going to walk away like a Canadian or other people from certain parts of America that wouldn't pay or or have a a gratuity attached to that. So I did the 18%. So ultimately, we spent $42 on a ham, a cheeseburger and fries, a salad and soup. And I, oh, I had hot tea and Sharon had a Diet Coke. 42 bucks. That's with tax and gratuity. That's where we are. And then, you know, Biden's America. Uh, they, they guesstimated just in one day that uh, over 12,000 people crossed the border in Texas alone. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, with, with all of Trump's woes and the indictments and now Colorado, I mean, there's, there's a laundry list of things that Trump or any Republican can attack Biden and his current administration over. And the fact that, that Biden even still has a remote chance, despite the fact that the numbers aren't in his favor, it's amazing what the Democrats are satisfied with. Now, granted, you look at uh, Wall Street, it's been up a straight, what, 30 days now? It's up over 37000 with all of this mess and $47 you know, lunch, uh, lunches locally or anywhere in America. You would think that something would be fal- faltering in, on Wall Street. It's not. It's actually going in the other direction, which is good for everyone. But how can you possibly be happy with the current administration, particularly when it comes to one issue, and that's the border? They broke a record this past week for one day. And they figure by the end of uh, December, December will amount to over 300,000 uh, uh, illegal migrants uh, coming into the, the border. Particularly, mostly uh, in, uh, what's the name of that place? Uh, Eagle Rock or something. Some frig town down there in Texas. where per, per, For some reason, or they're, they're frequenting uh, that township more than any other. 300,000. So you, you start thinking, all right, what's the strategy here? It's very simple. You know, another four years of Joe Biden or Democratic rule would, would amount to at least, based on the numbers we've seen in just under three years, at least another seven, maybe eight million illegals. And finally, people like Jesse Waters and others are finally speaking up. They must be listening to the Live at Five show. It is They are capsizing Texas in, in favor of blue voters. Oh, no, God, that's not happening. That's never gonna happen. you, you, you got that theory of replacement theory. You're just a racist. You're a xenophobe. I said, like, "Oh no, no, not at all! Three hundred thousand in one month—that equates to the um, population of essentially Syracuse and Rochester together. Think about that. We just, we, by the end of this month, we'll have another Syracuse and Rochester population, most of which down in Texas. Governor Abbott, of course, is now throwing them all on jet planes, flying them all over America to sanctuary blue cities. And the guy up there, what's his name, Johnson." the mayor of Chicago, you know, bad-mouthing white people and so forth. This is the Republicans' fault. And now people are resenting him. It's amazing. Again, remember, urban America doesn't want to share minority status. So the Democrats are in a big, big uh, dilemma right now. They truly are. Some time ago, the Republicans were in their own de- uh, 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 situation as well because of the—remember the Tea Party? Oh, there's a divide amongst the Republicans. Can you believe the divide that we're seeing in amongst the Democrats? Black Americans resentful about their own mayors, uh, you know, allowing this whole sanctuary, sanctuary st- city status. And people all over the streets of midtown Manhattan and they're looking at Eric Adams like he's a complete moron. I actually like the guy. He's in the wrong place at the wrong time. He actually probably could have done much better for New York, but he got stuck with this. The good news is, is de Blasio's not in there. It would have been a lot worse. He, he'd, be, he, he'd, he'd dress himself up like uh, the Statue of Liberty in the middle of Times Square and say, bring them all. That's what we're all about here in America. Eric Adams, on the other hand, they're trying to kick him out of there because he badmouthed the president about his policies. And now they're trying to get him on all types of charges. He's a good man. But the Democrats are definitely not feeling the love amongst each other. And that's something that the Republicans have to capitalize on. Do you want another four years of seven, eight million illegals coming over the, the southern border? You want inflation to go up to the point where just a, a, a hamburger and, and you know with fries turns into a $50, $60 meal? Do we want to continue this, folks? I don't think so. All right, listen, I don't know if our friend Joe Stanley will be chiming in today. So this is what I do when that happens. I want to do the break before he calls in, if, in fact, he does. Around Christmas time, it's always up in the air. So let's do this. Let's do a commercial break. It's almost 25 minutes after the hour. This is the Live at Five show on AM 1240. We'll be back right after this. Justin and Amy from Ogdensburg heard the commercials for the Smart Bed by Instant Comfort from Matt. 2004 Well, that was fast, right? 28 minutes after. All right, so before Joe chimes in, uh, Channel 50, because they're associated with Channel 9 out of Syracuse, owned by the same people, of course, I I came out with a story that that hits home for me, uh, considering Sharon and I have a place in Point Peninsula, and there's a a new sheriff out there who uh, bought out the Shangri-La last spring, well, actually last January, and he put a ton of money into the place. He fixed the hotel, which is still under construction. Uh, He he reopened the restaurant there. This this is in uh, the village of of, uh, Point Peninsula. And that he fixed the entire dock, put up a gazebo, um, fixed the shoreline. He's done a tremendous amount of work. And I met him. I had the luxury of meeting him right when he was opening up. And I, I was, you know, uh, soliciting the radio station and my services and so forth. And uh, he told me just, you know, uh, almost uh, as a matter of fact, that he was also going to have a, a quarry built on the property because he bought out the, the Shangri-La um, campgrounds, which is huge. But in addition to that, there's over 100, 100 acres behind it. Needless to say, Point Peninsula is, you know, the last frontier. There's not much development out there. This guy being a contractor, a very successful one, by the way, out of Potsdam, saw an opportunity to mine uh, part of the property he purchased, which was on top of the hill behind the campground itself. So when he told me that, I'm like, oh, that's innovative. You know, that's progress. That's how things are built. You know, you take from the gr- f- ground and you build things and, and you put it as a foundation on a roadway or a building, whichever. Cement, I don't know. And uh, so now people, including people that I happen to know, my neighbor up there, Lainey, uh, she's up in arms about it. So anyway, that story is on news junkie. So the Point Peninsula community fearful over proposed limestone mine. Uh, he just can't do it without getting approval through the, I'm, I'm assuming this is going to go up in front of the town itself. And if necessary, go in front of the, I, I would assume the, 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 the county legislators. This is a big, big project. But uh, the, the question is whether or not this is going to disrupt things, particularly during the summer months and create a lot of dust and traffic. Uh, so that's that's our News Junkie. Check that out, courtesy of Channel 50. Let's see if this is Joe. and It is. It's Attorney Joe Stanley. How you doing, Joe? Hi, Glenn. How are you? Merry
0: Christmas.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you as well. <clears throat> so, Joe, I don't know if you're on Route 81. You do that wonderful ad about driving on one eight, Route 81 and, uh, in the dark, in the ice. Uh, it goes from, what, Alabama all the way up to the Thousand Islands Bridge. So Jim Levin is driving on it, and on this past Monday night, and uh, not for nothing, Jim. Not the greatest driver in the world. He claims he hit a tire in the middle of the road, uh, be, uh, somewhere around uh, Mansfield, or somewhere where it's really dark. You know how it gets dark between uh, that, you know, that area north of Central Square. And he, dr- he he says his car went up in the air like four feet or so, like a uh, Dukes of Hazard, Joe. And he's okay, Damage to the car. He managed to get to, I don't know how he did this, because if you're going to hit something at a high rate of speed, even 55, 60 miles an hour, you would think that the car was, would not be drivable. But from what I understand, he managed to get to his destination. But he's okay. But the, the bottom line is this, Joe. I'm sure you've seen this before. I've seen accidents caused by flying tires from opposite directions where the where the actual metal wheel is attached to the tire. But uh, how often have you seen this uh, occur in your experience, Joe?
0: Well, it happens. I've, I've seen it three or four times. And, you know, it's, uh, it is a, uh, certainly dangerous. I've had, you know, I've hit things in the road. Uh, I, I just lost a windshield because I got a, before I hit the deer, <laughs> my windshield, I lost my windshield because a piece of sheetrock was flying out of a truck On a highway and hit my
1: windshield. Wow. That must have been frightening. It must have shook you up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it happened so fast. I'm just glad the windshield didn't completely shatter. Mm -hmm. Because that would have been really bad. Yeah. It was raining. It was raining. And, yeah, it it was scary. Not as scary as the
1: deer, but scary. Yeah, right. And yeah, and the deer didn't make it at that. But, you know, anything can run across the road, including animals. A squirrel, can can you can overreact and overcompensate. I see it on videos all the time. But debris, and I, and I looked it up, the AAA Foundation reported a yearly average of 50,000 debris-related car crashes every year, Joe, resulting in 10,000 injuries and 100, 125 deaths. I thought it would be higher than that. But it's um, that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's fifty thousand is a big number, Joe.
0: Yeah, uh, that doesn't surprise me, though. And a lot of it has to do with poor maintenance and poor—you know—people moving stuff or not paying attention and having stuff just thrown in the back of trucks, uh, you know, hauling stuff. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, and I, I got other stats here, and I just lost them. Bear with me. What are the most, okay, Joe, what are the most, three most common accidents, Um, I I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'll tell you right now, rear-end collisions, angle accidents, and side swipes. I know that's pretty vague, Joe, but does that make sense to you?
0: Oh, sure. I I would have guessed rear-end collisions are the most common because people don't pay attention. Right, And then the... Second is T bones or side impacts because people, again, not paying attention to just traffic control devices
1: mm-hmm.
0: and side lights not staying in your lane on the highway.
1: Right, and and would you also agree that a big problem with results to uh, getting hit from behind are people that ha- have an incredible you know tendency to to tailgate? Tailgating to me is a huge problem, Joe. Well,
0: I mean that's part of the problem of not paying attention you're going to follow closely and not pay attention, that's an instant recipe for a rear-end accident.
1: Right. And it's funny that you should say that because Joe just mentioned it. Which of the following is the number one cause of accidents and number one on the top of the list, Joe, distracted driving?
0: Well, and that covers a lot of territory. It's people just generally not paying attention to their driving, whether it's a radio, whether it's the cell phone, whether it's talking, whether they're having a bad day at work. It's just... You know, we talked about driving is a full-time
1: job. Yeah, it is for a lot of people. But you know what? Some people are not going to like the next statistic, Joe, because the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration reports that men cause on an average of 6.1 million accidents per year in the U.S. and women cause 4.4 million accidents per year. Males do 62% of the driving but only cause 58% of the accidents. So women do cause slightly more accidents per capita. Than men. Does that make, is that, is, is that aligned with your thinking, Joe?
0: Uh, no, I, I would say, I would have said it about even, but you know, it, you know, it is pretty statistics close. Statistics are what they are.
1: Right. This is good stuff, by the way. I'm, I'm surprised we haven't gone over this. Uh, what is the leading cause of death under 45? unintentional injury deaths in the u.s for ages 1 to 44 from 1981 to 2021 unintentional injuries are the leading cause of death for americans uh, from 1 to 44. so what would be an unintentional injury would that just be falling down a staircase joe or something of that nature uh,
0: car accidents you know falling falling you know workplace accidents yeah anything that you know anything that wasn't Somebody trying to hurt themselves or somebody trying to hurt you on purpose.
1: So, right, right.
0: That covers most, you know, it, it, that covers the negligence. Most right. Most of the time, the unintentional means that's, that people were negligent and that's how they got hurt. Either negligent mm-hmm. in regards to their own conduct or negligence in regards to their conduct towards other people.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, uh, what, what age group has the most car accidents? And Joe, you've talked about this before. According to, once again, AAA Foundation for Tractive Safety, the ages of 16 and 17 have the highest crash ratings, including crash-related injuries and deaths. 16 and 17. I couldn't get my license until I was 17, and I had to get my driver's permit to, uh, under uh, driver's education to, to get that. 16 is way too young, Joe, in my opinion.
0: Well... We talked about this, you know, about, you know, I guess it's a testing issue, too. It may not be too young for some, but the problem is it's too easy to get a license because you don't really have to demonstrate any skills to get a license.
1: Right. And and you, you and I have talked about how peer pressure and trying to impress others uh, especially, particularly, apparently, uh, accidents are, are, are increase when there's more than one teen in the car. Is that correct, Joe?
0: Yeah. Well, that yeah, that's well known, and that's why New York has a restriction on depending if you got a junior license, how many people you can have in the car.
1: Right. So, right. And then finally, we have accidents in, involving senior drivers, Joe. For every thousand people involved in crashes, senior drivers are involved in ninety six point six one accidents. The older the senior driving, the more likely they are to cause or be involved in an accident. And that is probably, that makes a lot of sense, Joe.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, I guess it, it's, again, it may be uh, an issue of competency, yeah, I and mean, I guess it, it's uh, it's one of those things, yes. I mean, if, if you get older and lose, you have, your eyesight's not as good. Right. You well, know, it's, hard to, you know,
1: it gets harder to drive. Yeah, I, I remember when my father got into his 70s, he became very defensive, would would stop suddenly, like, you know, like 100 or 200 feet before he needed to. Uh, that could create a—I'm just very thankful that he did not get into an accident because to live a long, you know, successful life like my dad and mom did— it would be terrible to be to have a legacy of oh he's the guy that ran into a farmers market and whatnot. Didn't so I, I, again I know you and I have talked about this, but that's my biggest concern. Getting older myself, I don't have the greatest eyesight, particularly at night. Joe, um, I I don't know as far as the baby boomers are getting older whether or not things are going to change. But you know that was something that we, you and I have talked. Over the years. So getting back to getting back The more, the more yeah. assisted,
0: you know, and that's one of the advantages of, of driver, of cars that become smarter. They will certainly enable people to drive longer and better.
1: Yeah, that's true. And, and I, sometimes I think the cars are too easy to drive. Uh, back in the days when you had uh, a rack and pinion or, or, you know, you didn't have. Um, power steering and whatnot—you had to really man the vehicle. Today, if you're distracted, the car could flip over so quickly because it's so they're so top heavy. But getting getting back to Jim Levin, um, in his situation, you know what does he do? I mean, is that an act of God, Joe? I mean, how does he go? How does he present that to his insurance company?
0: Well, that's a comprehensive claim. You know, that's hitting debris in the road. That's covered by your your comprehensive insurance coverage. So. Um Unfortunately, he's not hurt because there's an issue in New York about uh, uninsured motors coverage. There has to be a it has to be impact with a vehicle mm-hmm. or something that immediately came off a vehicle, and I don't think that's his situation. But um, well, so hopefully he's not hurt. But it's, I presume Jim driving the expensive vehicle he was driving. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, has has comprehensive
1: coverage on it. Right, right. And the other good thing about driving a BMW, a heavy car like that, is it probably took the impact much better than a normal car, Joe. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, they, you know, most modern cars are made a lot better in terms of
1: safety than they used to be. I, I, I have a client of mine that got into a brutal accident. It, it was so bad, he cut the other car in half. Uh, the other guy was diverting a deer. This happened like two months ago right here in Carthage. On a dark road, he was coming back from an event, and uh, he was driving a big ass suburban. And despite the fact that he drove off the road, and they, you know, they, they had to retrieve him, or he couldn't get out of the car. Uh, he barely had a scratch. So uh, he said it was an awful accident. Like I said, he tore the other car in two pieces, uh, but still uh, walked away from the accident. That's that's testament to at least a big ass Chevy suburban, Joe. Well, yeah. I, well, that's
0: true, but then, you know. Necessarily bigger, in some circumstances, is okay, but that doesn't mean the safety devices or the impact uh, resistance to the people inside mm-hmm. are as good. Because if you look at the highway safety standards, uh, the crashworthiness, a lot of these bigger ones are okay, but they're, they're not fabulous.
1: Right, right. And, and I, I agree with you. They're very bouncy. And that if, you, if they do go out of control, particularly in bad weather, they're hard to, hard to manage it. And and they flip over very easily, very very easily. Well, Joe, uh, are you staying in town for uh, for the uh, holidays? No, nope, I'm going
0: down again to Philadelphia and see my sons.
1: Oh, awesome, um, awesome.
0: My oldest son is expecting a they're expecting another, of a grandchild, so which might around Christmas sometime. So that'll be exciting.
1: Wow, a, a baby Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Well, Joe, listen, have a, uh, a safe uh, Christmas. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming we'll be talking next Wednesday. I'll be here. I'll be
0: here. I'll, I'll be here too. So you and your listeners have a fabulous holiday and Christmas, and I'll talk to you
1: next week. Excellent. You too, Joe, and thanks for the call. <laughs> I'll talk to you. Uh, that's attorney Joe Stanley. Sounded like he was on a box spring or something. I couldn't really tell. Or oh, a trampoline. I won't get into the details, but I was thinking oh, that sounds. But it was it was obviously calling on the road. 755-1240 is the number if you want to chime in. Is anyone alive today? Dip, 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 dip day. I know I was chastised yesterday for for hanging up the phone. Oh, you know what? The oh doesn't look like the phones working. Joe called in. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I have no idea. All right. So if you're not going to call in, I'm just going to do the final break. And uh, we'll do that right now. You're listening to the Live at Five show on a Wednesday. It's about 17 minutes before the hour. We'll be back right after this. Hey,
0: it's uh, Derek and Kevin over here. If you still Subaru, Watertown. Three Hill.
1: All uh, right, back. Um, I'm, I'm, I just put something on the computer here, see if we can call this up. It's, it's taking a little bit. It's, it's uh, Kamala Harris, apparently. It's solid before, but you know, in the last three years, since Harris became the VP, we hear that exp- uh, that term quite often. So I'm going to share that with you if it works. The other thing I want to I want to just share with you, and I, this is equal time, and I want to be I want to I want to uh, comply with equal time at any given time. Actually, I did mention Danny Francis's uh, name earlier, so he he uh, he responded with a text, and he took a screenshot of the accomplishments under uh, Joe Biden's administration in the last almost three years. Uh, okay, here we go. Number one, two strongest years of job growth. Number two, more than 40 million uh, borrowers benefited from student debt. Oh, yeah, that's that's a great thing to celebrate. Uh, number three, nearly 11 million jobs created since 2021. Well, we lost a lot of jobs because of COVID. Number four, over 100 actions uh, lowering energy costs by $100 per year. And, and, you know, considering the, the high cost of gas since he got in there, that that seems that $100 that evaporated just as quickly as my... My cheeseburger meal today at Applebee's. Number five, most significant gun violence prevention legislation in years. Well, yeah, that's your agenda. That's what you want. You, you don't want a Ameri- You don't want an armed America. You want to take over America. Number six, increase the maximum value of P- uh, Pell grants by nine hundred dollars. Oh, that's great. Considering the average, you know, uh, 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 tuition is in excess of t- even for a state school. Number seven, three point five percent unemployment rate. Well, the lowest in fifty years. Uh, with that, we still don't know if that's true. Uh, in, in a lot of people, for the most part, are to work, or if they're gonna, if they're gonna work at all, they're gonna work from home. Number eight, seven hundred fifty thousand new manufacturing jobs. Number nine, record low unemployment rate for Hispanics. <laughs> uh, number ten, near record low unemployment rate for African Americans. Uh, Number 11, record low unemployment rate for uh, people with disabilities. And millions saved $800 per year on health insurance coverage. And here's one that people, especially particularly small businesses, are jumping up and down. $15 minimum wage for federal workers and contractors, which is obviously going to spread into the private sector. Number 14, fully vaccinated 79% of adults against uh, COVID-19. This is an accomplishment? 79% Seventy-nine percent of adults now, now that we're, we're you know how often um, I, I'm cheapest if you were friends with with Liz Waxler you would be getting a text every day of the latest you know kind of like uh, un, uh, unexplainable incident to why a seventeen-year-old athlete playing soccer all of a sudden drops dead of a stroke. Seventeen-year-old and stroke. If if you if you if, you know it, in other words, if someone at that age gets a stroke, dies of cancer stage four or heart attack then there's got to be some predetermined illness that this individual was born with or just didn't know they had. But we see that so often. So to boast about vaccinated people in an era where a lot of these you know, uncertain or unexplained deaths seems to be compiling and no one's talking about it, just like the incident in the Senate room the other night. Uh, number 15, led the world in historic release of strategic oil reserves. <laughs> This is the worst list I've ever seen in my life. Thank you, Danny. This is great for the show. Number 16, infrastructure. And all 50 infrastructures, any administration is going to do infrastructure. Number 17, 16 million households uh, get uh, free or low, high speed Internet. All right. Oh, whatever. That was on the table well before Biden got in there. And number 18, uh, I can't read it. It's on an angle. It wasn't a screenshot. He took it with his camera phone. Danny I appreciate it I truly do I truly truly appreciate it but at the same time it just doesn't add up my friend it really doesn't add up all right so let's see the latest uh word salad from our <clears throat> excuse me from our vice president Kamala Harris let's see if this works I'm not hearing it dip dip dip, dip day oh once again it's on mute why is everything go to mute and then you got to turn it off. All right, let's do this.
2: You know, every election cycle, we talk the most election of our lifetime.
1: Did you hear that? Let's, that? That's what they're really getting her on. Right off the bat here, she's on MSNBC talking to that, that communist there. Uh, what's his name? O'Donnell. Here, one, one more time.
2: You know, every election cycle, we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. This one is. We are literally talking about. People who are attempting to divide our country in the most crude, frankly, and profound way. We are talking about those who are intent and purposeful to, to attack fundamental freedoms, be it the freedom to make a decision about your own body, the freedom to love who you love openly and with pride, the freedom to be free from fear of violence and hate. The freedom to just be.
1: So that's our vice president, which is another reason why uh, he's from Colorado uh, is fearful of 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 putting up, uh, uh, you know, our our current president against the former president in in a primary. Because, you know, not only is the current president uh, looking very, very shabby, despite the fact that uh, Danny seems to think he's done a great job in the last three years or so, uh, the person who's waiting in the wings can't even can't even basically uh, enunciate anything and by the way if you notice not only does she make mis- gr- grammatical mistakes here uh, and, and w- without any type of inspiring message here to america you know chris o'donnell from msnbc is just standing there, is, and you just imagine in in his mind wow this sounds terrible he couldn't even like you know nod in accordance to it or affirm anything that she's saying but also say that this is the country that won't allow you to make a decision on your body. Obviously, that goes back to the abortion issue. This is a country that won't allow you to, to live or love someone you're with, which obviously has to do with trans and gay, uh, the gay community. This is, this, these are the two major things that is constantly on their minds. And these are the same people that are going to save our democracy, folks. It's just such a, it's such a paradox. It really is how, how these people are in charge. And I think it was Chris Plant today, uh, who is heard each and every morning here, nine to noon on uh, on AM twelve forty, the News and Talk Authority? Who said that uh, you know nobody wants these jobs, nobody wants to run for city, you know, for at any level because of the scrutiny that's involved with it, and yet the people that do ru- uh, run for these positions are as ignorant as our vice president, one heartbeat away from being the most powerful person in the world, or being a, a secretary of state that decides that uh, Donald Trump tried to, you know, uh, to have his, uh, 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 you know, uh, initiated an insurrection. So therefore, he cannot be a qualified candidate under the 14th Amendment. It's just incredible. But anyway, I I I, I I, I, know I talk too much about national stuff, but here it is. We're on the News of Talk Authority, where each and every pundit uh, from uh, Hugh Hewitt, right through Chris Plant. And Brian Kilmeade, and for that matter, of course, um, uh, Sean Hannity and Mark Levin later on talk about national issues, how, how it relates to politics. So I just want to get in my own two cents as well. 755 1240 is the number. 755 1240 is the number. So if you want to chime in, be one of the last callers with the six minutes uh, that we still have in today's show. So I'm going to News Chunky, and this is a good time just to cover the bases. Uh, on on things on on the middle screen here, the middle row, I should say, and I want to I want to share this because this is at the top, and a lot of people knew uh, Mr. Costanzo, uh, seventy nine, former owner of Pete's Restaurant, uh, long legacy Italian name, a restaurant tour, and his is obit. He passed away unfortunately at age seventy nine. He died today. So Thomas P. Costanzo, a cherished resident of Watertown, New York, passed away. Today, the 19th of 2023 at Upstate University Hospital in Syracuse. Thomas had an unheard of strength and uh, and a will to live like no other. Born on Ju- July 12, 1944, in Watertown, the son of Peter and Rose Costanzo. Thomas graduated from Immaculate Heart Academy in 1963. Went to JCC. On uh, September sixty-nine, uh, he married Lynn Adams a Black River, a local lady. Tom worked part-time at Pete's Restaurant. Factory Street at the time, which he then took over in 1974 after his father's passing. In 1985, uh, the restaurant relocated to Breen Avenue. I did not know who the is today. That's where Jeff Puschia, uh, uh, you know, has taken over, obviously, as the owner and chef. Thomas continued to own uh, uh, and operate it until the sale in 2012. Wow, it's been that long already. It's incredible how time flies that uh, Jeff's owned it since then. Tom Thomas also played in uh, two popular local bands in the 60s, including Ed Wall and the Nomads. I did not know that. I know that was a very famous local band. I should have known that. Plus, playing the trumpet, guitar, harmonica, and uh, also, he was very proud to tell others of the story of the opening of the Rolling Stones. Rather, excuse me, let me read this out better than that. He was very proud to tell others the story of opening up for the Rolling Stones before Uh, taking over the family restaurant business. There was always music, usually the Beatles, playing when Tom was around. This was a classic American story. Uh, To others, Thomas can be described as generous, kind, quick-witted, funny, uh, his favorite, a true rock star. Boy, he he had a little bit of everything. Everybody wants to be a rock star. Everybody wants to be a center fielder for the New York Yankees. Everybody wants to be a successful business person, a successful father and family man. And husband, and that's exactly what uh, Thomas Costanzo did. Thomas is known for countless acts of kindness and selfishness uh, uh, with uh, both hundreds of people he has employed over the years and uh, others in our community, including uh, the police department, hostages. Uh He loved to give, and uh, it was a, it was a way he actually cared. Most important to Thomas was his family. We know that he is survived by his beloved wife Lynn and their four children. Um, and, uh, he will have arrangements at Hart and Bruce, Bruce, uh, funeral home. Uh, for those of you interested, uh, his calling hours will be, uh, this Saturday from 10 AM till noon, 79, good year. I wish he lived longer. There's a nice picture of him, by the way. And, um, uh, you know, again, just to sound like Senator Jerry from Godfather Two, Italian Americans. They, they did a lot to this country, folks. And Tom Costanza was just one of millions. Uh, And he was born here, but I'm assuming his parents were probably native to uh, to either Sicily or Italy, who came over here with absolutely nothing, who had the drive and eagerness to become Italian-Americans, to learn the language, and to do the right thing, and to be part of a society where the streets were paved with gold. That's what they were told. I don't know if they came in by way of Boston or if they were on the other side of uh, the—who knows— but they came here with uh, visions of grandeur. And, th- and that's exactly what they did. They established themselves, had a family, and taught their family members, including Tom, w- the, the right elements to do in order to be a good citizen in the United States. And it's exactly what Tom did. So here it is, 79 years later, after he was born right here in Watertown, uh, we pay tribute to him. Uh, and the obits right at the top of the page on News Junkie Spell with the com. I'll tell you what. I, you know, I. everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. But I wouldn't mind having an old bit just like that. So, Tom, um, you know, you had a very good life. I, I wish you lived longer. I'll just say that. Um, but uh, boy, that's a heck of a life, my friend. And your legacy lives uh, for a very, very long time. It's an excellent. And, and I can guarantee you this if Tom were here right now, I didn't know him that well. I met him several times, like many many of you, I'm sure. But uh, I'm sure he would have, like, uh, like, like $37 for a cheeseburger and fries? Please. Must be Bionomics. So right, let's uh One last phone call of the day, and then we get got to get out of here. Real quick, who's this?
0: Yeah, hi, Glenn. Just happy birthday. And Danny left two things off his list, um, Bo- drugs in the White House and dogs that bite people.
1: <laughs> yeah, his own dog. That's right. That's yeah, right. Good point. Yeah, drugs in the White House, not to mention the scandals. Uh, that, yeah. we're, that that but because right. of us. Thanks a lot, Glenn. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. Yeah, Hunter Biden. Just remember, they said, Hunter Biden's not the president of the United States. He has nothing to do with the president. They don't talk about compromise. AM 1240, WE10, Watertown. Makes this legal. Uh, up next, of course, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
2: I'm Monica Ricks. President Biden's welcoming the release of 10 Americans freed today in a prisoner swap with Venezuela.